We're up to the Gemara Dafnon Ches. We're starting seven lines from the top of the Amit. So we saw in the Mishnah that a behemoth shenafla legina, it fell be'ainis into a gina, and it was nehene from the gina. Meshalemis ma'ash nehenes, and doesn't have to pay ma'ash zika. And we saw in the Gemara that not only if it was mazik al yidei achile does he only pay ma'ash nehenes, even if it was mazik al yidei chavate, it landed and it banged up the payers. Also, there's no chiv to pay for the hezek, only for the hana. Zog the Gemara, hechi nafl. We're talking about it fell ba'inis. If it didn't fall ba'inis, you would be responsible for the hezek. So what was the ba'inis over here? How did it fall down? It's walking in Rishos Rabbim, and it falls into Ginas Chavere. If Kahana Omar, shehochel ka b'meimiraglal. It was matl meiraglayim, and made it slippery, and caused it to slip, and it slipped and it fell into the gina. That was the ba'inis. Rava Omar. The case was, it was walking in the Rishos together with other behemoths, and one of the behemoths pushed the other one and fell over the edge into the Rishos HaNizik. So the Gemara discusses whether they're arguing. That that's considered an Oynes, and the Balabais is potter on Tashlum and Nizok, and he only pays Mashin because Hochelka Meimer Agla is a bigger Oynes. Rashi says it's a Oynes de Leisalaka Daitu. This is very rare that a behemoth slips on its Meir Aglaim. So that's not something that the Bayadim could have been forewarned to try to stop it. Dach is something which is normal. When behemoths are going in a bunch, one of them pushes the other. And still, the Madamra that says Dach Vesachavrita holds that that's considered an Oynes. So for sure he would agree. That Hochelkov Meimer Agla is an Oynes. He was saying a Chiddush that even Dach V'sachavet is also considered an Oynes and your Potter Mashazika. Ma'am da'amr Shochelkov Meimer Agla, the Ma'am that said the Mishnah is talking about that it slipped on the Meimer Aglaim. So Dafke that case, because that's an Oynes, the Leishchich is a Meilitz Leisalakadaiti. Abu Dach V'sachavet, if the case was that the Chavet pushed this Behemoth over the edge into the Shosayachid, that would be considered a Pshia. That would be Pasha, the Bailam is a Pshia. According to this man, the Omar, that says, he would hold that by Dachvase, you would have to pay Mashiach because you should have watched it, that it shouldn't go together with other animals. The Omar lay, because the Nizah could say, if you see the animals walking in the Rishosarab close to the end where it could fall over, you should have made sure that the animals go single file, they don't all walk together, because this is something that's bound to happen. This that it says in the Mishnah, that if it fell into the Gine Ba'inis, and like we said before, that if it ate up Paris from the Aruga where it fell, your potter on Mashezik, you only chayv Mashenenes, leishonu el ba'isa Aruga, that the behemoth ate from the row of Paris that it fell into. Avul me'aruga le'aruga, if the behemoth goes into the next row and eats over there, then Mishalamis Mashezika, then already you have to pay the Dmei Hezek, not only Dmei Hano. Rashi explains. So Rashi, The Mashmois in Rashi is that just like you're an Oynes, in the nefila that the behemoth fell in, you're also an oinus that you can't stop it from eating from the aruga where it fell. The behemoth can't hold itself back. Rashi says, it can't hold itself back. So the mashmoyitz in Rashi is that, you should try to get the behemoth off. But it's a lost case, because once the behemoth sees the food underneath it, it's never going to budge.
So merely you're considered an oinus. If you let the animal go in b'pshia, then you can't come over here with a tiny b'oinus. You let it in b'pshia. But if it fell in b'oinus, and now the tiny is, why you let him get eat? Of them zakhm, you're an oinus, b'negeya that aruga. But seemingly, if it goes to the next aruga, that's something which the behemoth could hold himself back, and therefore you're not considered an oinus if you don't stop it. That's the way Rashi learns. If you look in Taisus and in the Raj, they learn differently. Taisus says, The kibben shatchilis nefilosa ba'isa aruga ba'oinus, eino chayiv lahaloisa ma'isa aruga, so in Taisus' Mavur, the Nakudi isn't because you can't get it out of this Aruga versus another Aruga you could. Once it goes into this Aruga, you're Potter. Hayaiz the Nefila was Ba'inus, whatever happens afterwards is Potter. If it goes to the next Aruga, that's no different than the Behemoth going to another field. The Rosh explains it a little bit more. The Pateria says, by the Mazak of Shein, Vishilach has Bi'iroi Ubir Bistayacher. So the Rosh learns that the Chiv of the Baal HaBehemeh for Shen, is letting it go b'sdayacher. The Peshiyah is that you let it go b'sdayacher. Once, once it went into b'sdayacher ba'inus, you weren't Peshiyah. So when it eats afterwards, that you're not Chayv. The Chiyah is letting it go b'sdayacher. Once the b'sdayacher was an Oynes, you're Potter. But now if it goes to another Ishus, so now clap of the other Ishus, it's a Shilach b'sdayacher. It wasn't an Oynes. The Chiddush of Yechen is that the next row is already considered Steyacher. That's how Taisus learns. Rabbi Yechen and Amar, Afilim Arugal Arugal. Rabbi Yechen and Tainus, that no, even if it goes, Me Arugal Arugal, Afilim Kolayim Kulay. It continues. Achetetze Vitachzer Dadas. So if you learn like the first Mahalach, like Rashi's Pshat, that the Nekudi is that you're not an Oynes, the next Arugal, Next Aruga, you could hold the Behemoth back. The Behemoth could hold itself back. So then you have to say, Rabbi Yechen held that no, once the Behemoth is in the field, even Meruga Aruga, the Behemoth won't be able to hold itself back. So you're Vaitan Oynes. According to Tyson the Rosh, you have to say that Rabbi Yechen's Chiddush is, the Rabbi holds Meruga Aruga is considered the same field. So the only Shia is letting it go into the field. I didn't let it go into the field. It fell in Bainus. As long as it's in this field, even Meruga Aruga, that's considered. That it came into this field ba'inus, and I'm not chayv unless it goes into another field. So mashma that it goes out, and it comes back in ledas. The balbas knew about it and he could have stopped him. It wasn't ta'inus the next time it came back. In other words, he's saying that the mashmois is. That if it comes back ledas, meaning b'pshir, l'kashi v'tachzer ledas shaleno b'fanar karoi. Don't say that Gemara means Rabbi Yechon means that if it comes back without a proper pshir, without a proper shmir. In other words, the behemoth comes out, and you don't even lock the door properly for ruach mitzuya. In that case, you're going to be chayiv. No, even a bigger chiddush. El akivin sheyotzus ledas af bishachazer shaloi ledas. You're also going to be chayiv. Ledas and shaloi ledas. Rashi is learning a shmirim. A shmirah of a null b'fanel karoi, loy null b'fanel karoi. We talk I don't need a shmirah mo'ola, that we saw that in the Gemara at the beginning of the parak. Hatayra miyato b'shmirasam b'shem v'ragel. But upon him, a shmirah p'chusa of null b'fanel karoi, you need. So the Papa is explaining that don't say Rabbi the man that if it's tachzer the das, meaning it came back with pshia, that it wasn't even null b'fanel karoi. No, even he's saying a bigger chiddush. Even if it was null b'fanel karoi, you're still going to be chayiv if it comes back. I, if it's not we always consider that an oinus. 
Here it's different. My time the Amarlay, because the Nizak could say, even the Yalfa, this behemoth learned already how to come to my field and to enjoy my payers. Is Kalaim is the Mishtam to any time it could get its way out, Lahasam Riyatot is gonna run towards my field. So now it's not enough anymore, Shmir Pchusa. This behemoth got used to leaving, so now you have to make a better Shmir. If you make the regular standard Shmir Pchusa for this type of behemoth, that's considered a Pshia. So in the Mishnah, if the behemoth went in by itself, it didn't fall in, it walked in to Yanisfeld, and it was mazik. So then, Mishalem is mashazik, because that's the regular mazik of Shen. You didn't watch your behemoth from going in, you're chayv. What happens? Pashupshat in the Mishnah is Yardakadarka Vizika means it went in and it started eating the pears. What happens if it went in? However, the Hezek wasn't because it ate the pears. The Hezek was a dirty the pears, but Melaida gave birth right on top of the pears, and the Melaida came and spoiled all the pears. Mal, what's the shail? Because this is a classic case of You obviously didn't watch the behemoth. And not watching the behemoth is a pshia for letting your behemoth go in. If you don't watch your behemoth, your behemoth is going to walk into someone else's field and eat. But it's not going to walk into someone's field and give birth. That's not a normal occurrence. So you are a pshia because what you did is a pshia benegeya. You should have realized that it's going to be eating someone else's pears without watching it. But you didn't have to realize that it's going to go be metanif pears ayyadeh So this is the chalas of shiv sayf So if you hold chalas of shiv sayf ayyadeh of course you're chayv. In this case, that's why you're potter. This is different. Here it's not called Saifa Bainas because Bahim didn't give birth from one day to the next. It was obviously expecting and it got to the point where it was ready to give birth. And that's something that you could notice. The Kivan the Kachazi, the Kravel of the Melit, since you see that this Bahim is close to giving birth. You should have been a lot more careful. You should have watched it that it shouldn't go out because knowing that it could go give birth wherever it goes and dirty payers. So your lack of watching the behemoth is a pshia even benigaya this type of hezek. Because in this situation, it's normal for a behemoth to be mazik. It's not so clear why this isn't pashat. That's the Gemara held that you still can't tell exactly. I mean, just because it's close to giving birth, you don't know when. So, what's the cutoff date? How long do you have to watch it? This Gemara blabs a teiku. Zor the Gemara vayte. Turn the Mishnah. Kaitzit Meshalem is Mashezik. In the case when you pay Mashezik, when was the yard the Kedarke? How do you shatz up? So the Mishnah says you don't pay for the actual payers that the animal ate, but you shum a size of a base saw in that field, and how much the difference in value of the base saw is because it's missing this aruga that was eaten, which this is a lesser amount of tashlumen than they would charge had we just been shown the actual aruga that it ate. Because over a larger piece of soda of a base saw, it doesn't make such a big difference the value if it's missing an aruga or not. Whereas if you're done, the value of the actual pears, if you try to sell these pears, it's a bigger hazard. It's not a svar, it's It says, The word acher is extra. So, Mela teaches us, telling us, Then, when it's mazik, you have to cheshmed the hezek, look at a different field. If it had this aruga and it doesn't have the aruga, and that's how you should figure out the damage. Zog the Gemara. 
The word Acher in this Pasuk is not extra to teach me this Drasha. We learned previously in the Masechta, Shen is only Mechoyev if it eats Bishos Hanizik, if it eats Bishos Arabim, it's Potter, and it's learned out from Bir Bistei Acher. So the Gemara Imkain Lichtav Rachmana Ubir Bistei Chaveiray. For that, it didn't have to say the word Acher. It could have said Bistei Chaveiray. And from there, I would have known that Davke Bishos Hanizik as opposed to Bishos Arabim. The reason the Torah used the word Acher tells me a separate drasha that Yisham Al Gabi saw the Acher. In Ami, it could have said Ubir Sedei Acher. What's the extra base? My Bistei Acher. Teaches you the second drasha Shasham al Gav Sada Acher that the Shuma has to be based on another Sada. Heard the Gemara maybe Veimekudla Hachudasa. Maybe the whole pasuk the Bir Bistei Acher the word Acher is taka extra. And all we learn from this is that your Sham the Hezik clap another Sada and you don't know Bechlal the Din of Rishos Hanizik as opposed to Rishos Arab Lafuk Rishos Arab Minova. Dr. Gemara because Im Kain if it's only coming to teach you the Din of how the Tashlumen is paid, the Torah should have written this like the Torah finishes off, after the Hezek of Shen V'regel, it says, of Sadeu, of Yishalim. So the Torah should have written over there, by Tashlumen, of Sadeu, of Yishalim, how? Why did the Torah teach us this Limud, of Shamal Yidei Stei Acher, Dafke B'Negei, the Maisa Hezek of Ubir instead of by the Tashlumen. From the fact that the Torah wrote this word over here by the Maisa Hezek of Ubir, it teaches us a limud b'negei the Maisa Hezek too, that the Maisa Hezek is dafke b'stei acher and not b'shosarab. Zog de Gemara Vayitri, it said in the Mishnah, the way to shouts up the Hezek is Yishomen Aruge Klape Asod the size of a Beisot. And you see the difference in value of this beisa, how much would be worth with the aruga before it was eaten and after the aruga was eaten. So Rashi says to go shots up on a beisa would be a big loss for the mazik because a beisa is a very expensive piece of property. Why? It's small in relative to properties that are sold and most people don't sell just a small karka of a beisa because it's too small for most uses. However, it's the perfect size for an Ani. That's all an Ani can afford. So Mamela, it's in high demand by Aniyim. And there's not so much of it available because it's not a typical type of size that people sell. So an Ani would pay more than the true value of a Beisah to be able to get a Beisah because that's all he can afford. So if you're going to shout up the Ruga based on the Beisah, so it's an overvalued piece of property. So Mamela, the Cheshben, how much an Aruga is worth in a Beisah is higher than if it would be measured clapi a different property that had a normal value. So therefore, it can't be that we shots it up straight against the Beisah. So what do you do? What we do is, we talk a shots up daruga kenege the Beisah, but first we have to establish the price of a Beisah. We don't establish the price of a Beisah, how much people pay for a Beisah, because like we said, that's very expensive. But we shots up how much people pay for 60 saw. 60 saw. Rashi says that's a type of karka which is a normal type of karka. It has a normal value. And once we establish the price of a karka 60 so, so we divide it in 60. And that's the value that we attach to a beso. Based on that value of a 60th of 60 so, from there, let's say, let's say uh, 60 so is $60,000. Would come out that a so's value based on that is $1,000. 
So we cheshbin a beisah of a thousand dollars, and we look at a beisah that had kach v'kach arugas, and it's a thousand dollars. How much less would it be because it's missing this aruga? And that's how he shouts up the hezek. Rabbi Yana Yomar, Tarkav b'shishim Tarkav. Rabbi Yana holds up Rashi that if you're going to go with this cheshbin of figuring out the value of a saw based on a sada of sixty saw, it's taka good for the mazik, but the nizik is going to take a hit. Why? Because it's not it's, it's not it's not a property that that's over lasaycher. There's no kind of mitzuyim for sixty saw because it's too much for an adam benini, and it's too little for a rich person. And it's out of reach for a, a, a man. So maybe there's not very many people that are going to buy it. So it's not over the seichers. It's not worth much. So the value of a sada of shishim saw is not too high. And then when you divide it by 60, it's going to come out that the base saw is going to have a very low price. So the nizik is going to take a loss. So therefore, tarkav Tarkav is a half a saw. So 60 half saw is 30. So it's basically, he's saying we shots it up. A half a saw in a klape tarkav b'shishim tarkavim, which is based on a sod of thirty saw, and based on a sod of thirty saw, we'll see how much a half a saw is. You'll divide that thirty. The price, let's say, the price of thirty saw is thirty thousand dollars. So a half a saw is going to be five hundred dollars. But I, the Mishnah says that we shot up a base saw. So the Mashal says what the Gemara really means is that now we know the value of a half a saw based on a field of 30 saw. So we times that by two. The half a saw times two is 500 times two is a thousand. So now we have the value of a saw. So technically it could have said saw be shleishim saw. But Hayais, the Tanakhama said a cheshben of 60. So therefore, Abiyanai also hopped on a cheshben of 60. So he did it a half a saw by. By sixty half so, but that's that's him. It's one out of thirty. That's the second mahal. Chizkiya Amar, klach b'shishim klachim. So the way Rashi explains is masha achla. Whatever the behemi eats, the shuma is sixty times as much. In other words, instead of saying there's a that's based off a sada of thirty so, based off a sada of sixty so, he always has a rule. Whatever it ate, that kamus, you take a sada that's sixty size, sixty times the size of the kamus. That the behemoth ate, and based on that, you have you have you have your cheshbon. So why does the Mishnah say beisa? So you have to say the Mishnah happens to be talking about such a case where the behemoth ate a sixtieth of a beisa. So you multiply what it ate times sixty. That's how you get the cheshbon of beisa. But in Khanami, if it any 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 different amount, it's also based on sixty times whatever it ate. Which means, how much a kav is take take a kav, take it to the to the store and try to sell a kav worth of two. No, you don't do that. That's a very high price. So the way Taisa ben Peretz explains that the Gemara is trying to say is that let's say it ate a little bit of two here and a little bit in another row, a little bit in another row. So we don't shots up the all these payers, t- pick up all these payers and take it to the store and see how much you can get for it. No, we view it as if it's all one row. And mainly you shots up based on a row of two. How much a row of two, in other words, with the karka. If you're selling someone a row in the field, how much it's worth with the payers, how much it's worth without the payers. My love, b'fnei 
In other words, based on this b'raisa, it says that you don't have to cheshben it klape another field. So now we're saying, that you don't shots up even this aruga that it eats, you don't shots up how much this aruga is worth with or without, you shots it up klape a shear, either a shear of 60 times as much, which is chizki as shita, or klape a shear of a beisa, of, of a, a beisa based on the value of 60 so, or a beisa based on the value of 30 so, like the previous two amirah. But here it's mashma, you just shots up this aruga, how much it was worth with the pears, how much it's worth without the pears. So it's more like lav dafke. When it says, ki'ilu hi arugik tana, b'shishim. So b'shishim sounds like we're saying the shita of chizki, 60 times as much. But you could also say it's going according to the other two man, the omrim, that how, how they tied shishim. Shishim meaning based, a, 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 based on a, a field of 60 so, or 60 half so. Because Rashi seems to learn that the, this Gemara's territory stems according to all three Amiram, Lav Dafke Chiski. Fine, so I'm no right. So the Gemara writes, Tonner Rabban Shet in the Brahsa, Ain Shom and Kav, Mepnesha Mashbihoi, the Loy base core, Mepnesha Pogmoi. Very sussum. For the Gemara, my comer, what's shot in this Brahsa? Omer Papa Hachi comer. Ain Shom and Kav, Beshishim Kav. If it ate, if the Behemoth ate a Kav, we don't shots it up, klape a field of 60 kav. Why? Because if you do that, the mazik is going to gain. Dr. Ashi, why? Because 60 kav, in other words, a field of 60 kav, doesn't have a market. Why? It's too big for an ani, and it's too small for a baini, and kolshka, it's too small for an aisher. So there's nobody that's interested in buying this. So it doesn't have much of a value. So if you're going to base it off the value, of 60 kav, so comes out, you're going to shots up the hezek with a very low amount. That if it ate a kav, and you're cheshbiting how much a shishim kav is worth less because it's missing this one kav, one kav in 60 kav is very not noticeable. So it won't even, number one, the whole 60 kav is a very cheap price. And the loss of one kav from 60 kav is come out not recognizable. So it'll be a very, very low value. The mazik won't be paying much. And if the eight, if the behemoth eight a core, which is 30 so, so you won't shots it up versus a field of 60 core, because then the mazik takes a big hit. So Rashi says, because a field of 60 core is extremely large field, and very rich people like such a field. They have a great sacheshik to buy such a huge piece of property, and they're willing to pay more than its true value. So if you're going to shout up in a field of 60 so, of 60 core, you're going to be paying more than the value. So in Mele, you're, the, the, the loss of one from such a big field, you're cheshbening with a very high number. And besides, Dr. Ashi, the, the hefzid of one core in 60, in 60 core is very noticeable. So it's also a big chunk of, of, of hezix, a, a core from 60 core. So mail is very noticeable. So number one, you're basing it off a very high price to start with. And it's very noticeable, this hefset. So mail is going to come at a very, very big hit for the mazik. So therefore, that's also not the right way to make the shuman. So what do you do? The Gemara doesn't say. Dr. Ashi, elekol saw shaman b'shishim. In other words, it ate up a kur. So kur is 30 saw. So what we do is, we we're, we're shots up every one of these 30 saw based on 60 saw. And that's a cheshben that stems with Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Chanina that said we always go a saw, b'shishim saw. So that's what we're going to do. 
Ramshif says if it's less than a saw, so then we'll shatz it up based on a saw. And the value of the saw is based on a cheshbin of a 60th of a field of 60 saw. If according to this Pshat and Repopi, the Lashon Abrais is not very good. It said, So according to this Pshat of Repopi, It should have been the same like the first part. Means if he ate a Kav, in 60 Kav, and who had then, if it ate a Kur, you don't shout up a kur in 60 kur. Why does it say the base kur? We're talking about the amount that the behemoth ate. The behemoth ate a kav. It's a measurement. How much it ate? It ate a kav or it ate a kur. Base kur is the property that you're measuring it against. So the lotion is not good. El kav In other words, if the behemoth eats a kav, don't just take the value of the kav, how much you could sell a kav in the shuk. So here we're talking about the Dover Hanizik, the Kav. That Kav ain't shaman the way it's worth to sell tolish in the Shuk, because that would come out expensive, and that's Mashbiach Nizik. And who had din v'loi Kav v'beis Kur? So it comes out, the Braise, when it says ain't shaman Kav, we're talking about the Dover Hanizik, we're calling that the Kav. And don't shout that up by itself. V'loi beis Kur is Vaiter talking about that Kav that we mentioned before that was Nizik, in shaman kav against a base core. So here, taka base core is not a davran nizik. It's a thing that we're shouting it up against. So in shaman kav by itself, and you're also not shaman kav in the opposite of base core, because in that case, So k'drashi because the kav in a base core is kamat not noticeable. So mamele it doesn't. It's not. It has kamat no difference in value. A base core that's missing a kav versus a base core that has that kav. So I the nizik is going to take a big hit. So that's why we don't shots it up in a base court. Elo, Bishishim. So again, Bishishim, we could touch like the Gemara said before, Shishim, Ikishtim, according to all three Shittas. Either Shishim versus a saw, how much a saw is in Shishim saw, or a Chatsi saw in Shishim Chatsi saw, or Shishim, like Chiski says, Shishim, the mount, whatever it ate, 60 times of that. So the Gemara, who gavred the cuts kiss b'mechavri? There was a fellow who cut off a decal, a palm tree from his chavr's field by himself. It wasn't a behemoth. It was an Adam Amazik. Also, the Kamei Derej Galusa, to find out how much he has to pay. Amalei Derej Galusa said, chazili, I saw this decal before you cut it. Utlasa talasa bikina havakaimi. And this Nizik had three decalum in a row in his field, and you were Mazik, one of the three. Vahavashava meizuzi, these three together were worth a hundred zos. Zil havlei tlosan v'tilsa v'tilsa. Go give him a third of the value. All three were worth a hundred. So it comes out, each one is worth 33 and a third. Which is really basing the, the hezek on exactly what he was mazik, not basing it clap another field. Omar, so the mazik said, Gabriel Galusa, the don dimin de parsoi, why am I coming to you? You're down, I didn't like it until you're down like parsoi. We saw till now that you don't shot up the Dover Hanizik itself, you shot it up, clap a different field. Now, there was a difference over here. Here we're talking about Adam Amazik versus Behemoth. Also, Kamei Nachman. And Nachman said, you're right, Amalei B'Shishim. Either he meant Shishim like Chizki, it says, you shots it up, connected 60 the column, or Shishim like we said before, like the Mashmoy Sarashi, the Lashon Shishim Kachtim according to Oldam Andam, Macheshben of Shishim. But Akhopanim, Hitaka argued in the Reish Galusa. Amalei Rav, 
Nachman, why did you pass like that? Im Amru Beniskim and Moina Yomru Beniske Gufa. True, till now we saw that you don't cheshbin the Dover Nizik Bifnei Atzmai, you cheshbin it, clap others, cheshbin with Shishim. But that's talking about Niskim and Moina if your behemoth was Mazik. Here we're talking about Adam and Mazik. Maybe Dafke, when are you Machmer? When are you Makel? Not the shots of the Dover Nizik Bifnei Atzmai, when your mom was Mazik. But here where it's Adam and Mazik, maybe we're more Machmer. So that's why the Rej Galus is shot stop. The, the exact value of the dekel b'fnei atzmai. Amalei Abayi the Rav, where you're coming from? Beniske gufei mai daitach. Why do you hold that niske gufei is more chamer? You must have some makar. The sanya hamavkir karma shel chaveri. Rashi says it means he destroyed the vineyard of his chaver. Smother the the grapes in that vineyard were smother. Smother means they weren't full grown yet. Roi noisoi kam hoisi yafa koydim lechein vekam hi yafa laacher mikan. So the way to figure out the hefzit is we look at this kerem, how much it was worth with the smother, how much it's worth now that the smother is gone. And that's what you pay. It doesn't say over here that you cheshm b'shishim. It's mashma that it also doesn't say that you cheshm the value of the actual grapes. You cheshm it klapi the soda, how much the soda is worth less now that the grapes are missing. But we don't cheshm it klapi soda acheres. We cheshmer at klapid this sod ilu b'shishim like toni that you cheshmer of shishim of something else. So we mainly have arrived from this brayz that adam is more chomer than behemet. Tainet gemori altukab behemte nami miloy tanya ki aigavne. I have a similar brayz in negayi behemet also where you see that we don't shatz it up klapa other things. The sanya kotman etia. So here we're talking about a case of a behemet. That a behemoth cut down an atiyah, a sapling, a small tree. Rabbi Yaisi Oimer, Geyser Gezeris Shabi Yerushalayim. Rashi says Geyser Gezeris were those that were Dam Dina Knossos. And the Gemara Ksubis mentions them by name, Admoin and Chon Ben Avshalom. Akoponim, these two Dayonim, they said that the, the head, that the Tashlumen, when a behemoth is, is Mazak and Atiyah, Oimerim Natiyah Bas Shanosa, if it's a year old sapling, Shtekasif, then he has to pay Shtekasif. If it's already older, it's Bashteishanim, then you pay our ball kesef. If it's Ochla Chaziz, if the Behemoth ate Chaziz, Rashi's Chaziz is Shachas, which is Machal Behemoth, it's not fully grown. So then, Rabbi Yisaglili Oimer Nidin B'Meshuyer Shaboy. Let's say it ate part of a row of Shachas. So you look at the leftover part of the row that it didn't eat. And you see, when it gets to the end of the season, by the Zman HaKatzer, when you would typically cut down the Tvuah, you see the value, how much the tvu is worth then. And based on that, that's how much you're going to charge him for the tvu that was eaten. So this is a chumr that we don't shots up the value of the anovim that were eaten, the, the shachas that was eaten based on the size that it ate. Shaloi Godel called tzarka, the size of shachas. But rather, we cheshmer the value as if it would have grown to its full growth, bizman kotzer. And Taisus is also Mavur, Taisus and Daf Nantes, that it's only if the leftover of the Aruga actually survived and it came to full growth and it was a good period. But Louis Tzur, the end of the season, the, whatever wasn't eaten by this behemoth also didn't survive, it got ruined, then Yitaka wouldn't pay anything. Because Taisus says, brings arrived from the next Gemara, that by Tvua, seemingly, they're all the same. See, it's not like by grapes. By grapes, you can have some grapes grew well, some didn't. Tfu, it's usually uniform. So maybe that's what the Gemara says. You're done. 
Meaning that you see what happened to the end of the rest of this aruga. If the rest of the aruga grew to full growth, then you assume that this shachas also would have grown to full growth. And the chiddush is that we charge him based on the price kilu he ate full grown tfua. Because since it's klar that it would have grown to full growth because the rest of the aruga did, so we assume that this also would have grown that way. So mainly it comes out you were mazikim the al sham the fully grown tfua, and that's what you have to pay. And Tais is also mavur. That you're not paying for the value of the tvua, how much you can sell the tvua for the shok, but it means this aruga, how much it's worth with fully grown tvua, versus how much it's worth without tvua. So that's the sheet of Rabbi Yaisi Haglili. In other words, they're saying, we talk, view it, baser, the difference of the, the karka with this peris, with this tvua, without the tvua. But based on the tfuah of now, in other words, he doesn't have the chumra that Rabbi Saglili says that we cheshma fully grown tfuah, but rather we look at it the tfuah kamoishu now shachas, which is going to be less of a less less of a tashlumen than according to Rabbi Saglili. That's been a gaya when it eats shachas, achlas smoda. If it ate anovim that are not fully grown yet, Rashi says anovim dakin behaschaloson laacher sheporchu right after. Starts blooming, there's a very, very small anovim. That's smother. Rabbi Shua holds that we're done as if they're fully grown. So again, it's a chumrah that even though what he ate now was smother, we're charging him as if it was fully grown. But here it doesn't say, Nidin Kemeshuyer. Taisa says, because anovim don't necessarily follow in a pattern. It could be some anovim in the kerem will grow well, some will become niskalkal. So therefore, just because you have leftover ones and those didn't grow well, that has no bearing on this one. So this one, we assume that it would have grown to full growth, and you talk, I have to pay based on the hefzid, looking that you were mafzid and of them that were endlessly bought, so that were fully grown. And Taisa says, Rabbi Shua is also saying that you're shatzid up klapa the karka, that this karka with an oven fully grown versus the karka without an oven fully grown. Means we view it as it is right now, the size of smother. Rashi says, that we don't look at it like a novice, we look at it like a novum of smother, which the behemoth ate at this point. And that's what you have to pay again, clap of the karka. How much this karka is worth with smother and how much it's worth without smother. Taisus is learning meaning this that we say, Chum said that we shots up meaning we don't look at it like a novice We view it as the payers that you ate now. So that you don't look at it like a novice which are very small, they're even smaller than smother. So then we shots it up the way the way it's now. which is it's not fully grown, but it's uh, bigger than smother. Then Then we have to pay as if you were mazik fully grown on them. That's how Taisus learns. Rashi learns, and, and Taisus says this because otherwise Taisus has a problem. We're saying Rabbi Yishim ben Yehuda Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon. Now we saw Rabbi Shimon's sheet in the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon said in the Mishnah, "Achla payers gemurim, Mishalim payers gemurim." 
that you don't shots it up, clap other carcass. So Mamela, Taisus learned that here it must be you're shotting it up agav karka because here we're not talking about payers gemur we're talking about only baiser and pagim which are smaller than payers gemur. However, Rashi does learn the bamedvar mamurim, bamedvar mamurim that your shots up agav karka. That's only if it was very small. But if it reached the level of pagim baiser, then you don't shots it up agav karka. And when the Gemara says we mean tunikudis. We number one, we look at it like fully grown anovim. And second of all, you don't shots it up agav karka. You shots it up by itself. How much it's worth? Now, based on this Rashi, is mashma that Rashi argues on Taisa's bchalal. What we mentioned before, this is that we said that according to Rabbi Yeshua by Achlus Mother, Roy Noisa Kilanavus learned, and also agav karka. In Rashi, you don't have to say that. In Rashi, you could say that Rabbi Yeshua held that you're done the anovim by themselves. And Reb Shimon's shita is that payers gemurim, you're also done by themselves. Just over here is mevur. Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, b'shimra b'shimon holds that it doesn't have to be dafka payers gemurim mamish, totally ripe. Once it reaches the level of boiser, which Rashi says is kapul halavin, that has been already of payers gemurim. So the shayl over here Rashi in Taisus. Akaponim zog de gemurim ketani mias. What what we're taking out over here kasha from this brayse? It says vachachamim oimrim. How do we shout up the Hezek? We look at this character where the payers were eaten from, how much it's worth with the payers, how much it's worth without the payers. And here we're talking about a behemoth that was mazik. It doesn't say we have to shout it up with shishim, either like chizki or shishim against what it ate, or a character of 60. So, it's mashma, we shout it up, connected this character itself. And here we're talking about behemoth. The whole Ahmed before we saw that by behemoth we don't. Shots up by itself this karka. We have to shots it up with the cheshbon of shishim. You want to be mechalik between other mazik and behema mazik, but behema mazik for sure. There's a cheshbon of shishim, and here even by behema doesn't say shishim. El ma'is lach lemeimer, but in the chanami this brayso also means b'shishim. When we're talking about karka kamahitzi yafa v'kamiyafa, we're cheshboning klapa a karka sixty times as big. So if I say hachanami the brayso that you brought before b'negeya other mazik is all by the case of. Uh, Kotman by the the fear the Gebraise that says Hamafka Karma Shal Chavei Roi Noisa Kama Hisiyafa Kama Yafa Kama Hisiyafa Kama Hisiyafa Kaidim Lachain the Kama Yafa La Achimikan is also talking about that you're shatzing it up with Shishim. So maybe you have no raya to be mechalik between Adam and Behemah. And maybe it's very good that Rav Nachman Takapaskin B'Shishim he's not mechalik between Adam and Behemah.